Have you ever been talking about something that's really useful and thought, that's a great idea? Let's hit record so we can share this with everyone. If you're looking for best practices for your bank or credit union, join us while we talk all things sales, marketing, and strategy for financial institutions. Let's make it happen with Figro Solutions. Hi there, it's Meredith Olmsted again with Figro Solutions. I am the CEO and founder um, of our agency. We work with financial institutions and I'm here with our chief of strategy, Penny Vanderbush. And we were just having a great conversation about emails and about why our clients, we believe that our clients are not sending enough emails. And that, so we wanted to hit record and really talk to you all today about why emails are important, how often you should be sending them and why you're not bothering your, um, your list when you are emailing. So, um, what do you think, you know, right off the bat, Penny, like, do we have any real proof of this? I know we've been talking about this internally with our own emails, um, do we have any like proof that more emailing is better? Yeah, so we can you know talk about our internal emails here at Figro Solutions. Uh, we know for a fact that when we send out our monthly email versus our weekly emails, we see nearly a forty percent higher open rate on our weekly emails than we do on the monthly emails. So uh, we we do have you know the the stats to prove that even here at our own agency, the more often that we're touching base with our list and letting them know about you know relevant information that they're. they're they're consuming it, they're opening it, they're clicking on it. You know, we we know for a fact that staying in touch more often definitely produces higher results. Yeah. And definitely when you can keep that content relevant, that's really the key of what we've seen. So if you can segment your list based on products that people are already using or page visits that they may have recently, you know, they may have recently taken on your website or a new product or service that they've just added and you want to you want to cross sell them on something related to that, that in and of itself makes the content of your emails more relevant to them. And so again, Again, it makes it so that you can send more emails to those individuals because that content is something that they're going to find useful, interesting, specific to them as a user and as a, as a customer. Absolutely. And, you know, when you're capitalizing on data or behavior, you're always going to be relevant. It's always going to be timely. We have um, emails that we trigger based off of page views for our clients. When someone views like a, a product page on the website, you know, within 20 minutes, they're getting an email about that product. And those emails have incredibly high open rates, a lot of clicks. And it's rare that we ever see an unsubscribe or a spam report on those because it's so timely and so relevant. So there's there's key opportunities um, to use the data, but specifically behavior. Um, onboarding is another great example, like welcome emails or the emails at the beginning of an onboarding program, extremely relevant. Those are incredibly important to get right, um, to maintain that high open rate throughout the onboarding program. But it's because it's so relevant. They just open the account and they're looking for, for that information. So I think that is definitely key when we talk about frequency of emails. Um, you know, you overlapping emails is okay as long as you're staying relevant. So if you have a monthly newsletter, but you um, are sending like, say it's a quarterly promotion, you know, it's auto loan season or mortgage season, if you will. So you're sending out emails about that. Use the data that you have. If someone just recently got a mortgage, you know, in the last six months, probably to exclude them from your list. But um, as a general rule, having your monthly blog subscription 
email plus your monthly newsletter or quarterly promotion email, in addition to behavior-based emails, all of that overlapping is okay because it's going to be, um, you know, relevant, important, and um, and that don't worry too much about that overlap really is kind of the main message there. I mean, we're not talking about spamming, you know, our contact lists as right. financial institutions. I mean, we understand our place. Like we're not talking about e-commerce here. Like these are, we're talking about, you know, banks and credit unions that are out there trying to bring useful, informative, educational content, as well as promotional content to their lists and to their, their existing customers and their existing lead base. And so we don't think you should be emailing people on a daily basis necessarily, or even multiple times a day that could get a little bit crazy, but definitely on a weekly basis, it, you need to be emailing your client list, your customer list. Um, yeah. That way they're used to seeing you, your, your name and their, their inbox. It's relevant information. It's useful information. They know they're going to see it again next week. So they might, if they don't read it this week, they just usually will delete it instead of unsubscribing that kind of thing. Now, if, if you do have, um, if, if like a financial institution is going to make a shift from, you know, say a monthly email only or monthly newsletter only to adding in a weekly email, is there anything they should be looking out for? Or is there any, are there any problems that they could face? Yeah. So I think one of the things that is a little alarming or maybe even disappointing to some folks is that when you increase the frequency of the email, initially, you're probably going to have more unsubscribes or maybe some spam reports. And the reason for that is because you probably have a list of people who really don't engage with your emails that often. So all of a sudden you start popping up in their inbox more frequently. They weren't engaging with your past emails anyway, and then they're going to hit unsubscribe because they're going to say, well, you know, now that I'm getting so many, you know, I'm really not interested. Maybe I'm not a member there anymore. And I'm just, you know, still on this list or, um, you know, whatever the reason may be. So I would say, it expect to have more unsubscribes than you usually do. And maybe even a couple spam reports as you start to increase the frequency, but it will level out. And then you'll yeah. start to notice, you know, the, yeah. the higher engagement rates, higher open rates. Um, you know, I like to say that those were people you didn't really want on your list anyway, and probably weren't worth having in your CRM. Right. And the last thing that I think we talked about was, Um, really making sure that you have a robust and solid email subscription page. So making sure that when you start to kind of up your emails, that when people go and say, manage, manage my subscription or unsubscribe, they come to a page that has lots of options for them. That is really clear. That has bold type that talks about the different kinds of emails that they've got. They're going to be subscribed to make sure you've got, you know, system and technical emails pulled out there so that they understand, Hey, look, I don't want to unsubscribe from everything. When this is my financial institution, I need to get some account related updates from them. But if I don't want to, if I don't want to receive marketing updates anymore, or I want to be, you know, unsubscribed out of something like that, that's more of like a campaign level um, of unsubscribe options. You want to have that option. Yeah, absolutely. I think the email preference page is the most neglected page on many websites. A lot of the times the developer you're working with has some canned version of it or some template. Um, often they're they're pretty stark and they don't really offer much of a reason to stay subscribed. So I would say that's a really important page to, to outline the types of emails you're sending. And Meredith, you bring up a great point. Like you should definitely have at least one of those subscriptions. Um, 
um, where you're using maybe like a bold font or all caps that says important system alerts. You know, we highly recommend staying subscribed to um, important alerts about online banking, branch closures, et cetera. So there's at least one item on that email preference page that's strongly encouraging people to stay subscribed to at least that type of email for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for um, for having this conversation with me today, Penny. And thank you, um, thank you all for listening. And um, if you're interested in finding out more, you can visit us at figro.com. We also have a lot of great courses at Figrowth Academy. That's all linked from um, from our menu there on the website. So please join us there and visit us again soon at the podcast. We'll talk soon and get out there and make it happen. Oh,